And now the podcast about a group of friends who had never seen Arrested Development and the one podcaster who had no choice but to get them all together. This is Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. Anyang, and welcome back to Frozen Bananas and Ketchup. I am your host, John, and joining me, as always, are my spectacular co-hosts, Gio, Charlie, and Peter. Gentlemen, welcome back. Hello. 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 Oh, we got two uh, English folk on here today. Hello, governor. All right. Very good. And this is the Arrested Development Podcast, where we catch up on the show. So this time, a couple of us are seeing this episode for the first time. So this episode is not a pussy. And according to IMDb, it is about, to prove he's a man to Rita, Michael and his nephew Steve Holtz compete in the Church and State Fair's annual triathlon. George Sr. tries to scare some at-risk youth, and Tobias tries to help George Michael's girlfriend Anne to compete in the fair's inner beauty pageant. All right, so that's a, a decent description. Man, Tarita sounds like a drink. It kind of does. Kinda, would you drink it, Peter? No, but Tobias <laughs> would. <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, let's move on. Charlie, what did you think about this episode? I liked it better than last week, so that's a good, good sign. <laughs> yeah, I liked it a little bit better. You know, it's the, the whole British thing is still a thing, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Excellent. Very good. And let's jump over to Peter. Peter, what were your thoughts on this one? I thought it was pretty good. Not like stellar. I feel like this season kind of started off really well with the premiere episode, The Cabin Show, and it's kind of meandered since. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't like one of the best either. So it's kind of mid for me. Fair enough. Gio, what are your thoughts? I guess it was okay. It wasn't great. It was all right, I suppose. Gee, are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> it was okay. It was all right, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Eeyore, like as a movie critic. <laughs> I'm sorry. I guess this this episode made me that tired. I guess. All right, let's jump in and see what topics people wanted to discuss. Let's start with Peter. Peter, what is a topic you wanted to bring to the table? I think it was interesting that Lindsay is a nanny for like a teenager. She's working to pay off her uh, legal fees for lawyer, blah, blah, whatever his name is, Bob, blah, blah, or whatever. Bob, blah, blah. And his daughter is like a teenager. So it feels very strange that she needs a, a specifically a nanny. I thought she was a maid, but that whole dynamic with her and then her getting her into the pageant that was going up against Anne was interesting. And then later, spoiler, maybe also joins the pageant. I thought that was an interesting thing, but maybe joins but without the support of either of her parents. Shirley. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe joins <laughs> as Shirley, but not Shirley Funke or whatever. She now has a different name. What was it? it had something to do with her nose because she was all she got the <laughs> nose that Nicole Kidman wore in her Oscar winning performance in the hours. So I thought that was a funny pop culture tie in reference, which I feel like the show was doing a lot specifically this season. But yeah, the mom Lindsay was kind of rooting for the lawyer's daughter. And then the dad, Tobias, was working to bring out the queen in, in Anne. So I thought it was interesting that she was joining in. And, like, they didn't even realize until, like, the very end that she, that she was even, like, in the pageant. 
thought that was funny. I agree. No, definitely uh, some good dynamics at play there in the pageant. And Peter, who are you rooting for in the pageant? Annabelle. And why is that? Just because. <laughs> I mean, speaking of Annabelle, I thought it was funny that uh, Michael was saying, was calling Anne Annabelle. And he's like, because she's shaped like, uh, and then she's like, uh, she's the belle of the ball. So continuing <laughs> the slight on Anne was was funny. I agree. I agree. I did laugh at that, as I am wont to do. Let's see. Gio, what is a topic you wanted to discuss on this all right episode when i was watching the episode in the beginning i was like i never knew that pussy was an endearing term in the uk but in real in reality is it really i don't think it is <laughs> shut, up. shut up anyways i was confused as to how why they were bleeping the word pussy but then when they put when they showed a recap of the the army fight they're like the military man with his wife or whatever his girlfriend and they didn't bleep it out that time they were, they said it that time I think I that's why. because there was context at that point. Uh, okay. So I thought it was funny when Lindsay was like talking about getting uh, the the daughter of blah, 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 the crown. He was like in the contest, the pageant contest. She was like, if I could get his daughter a crown, maybe her father would want to crown me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And then it came back later when Job was talking about it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that part. I remember that part, too. Yeah. Michael was not up to date with this euphemism. No. <laughs> I mean, neither am I, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, nor should you be. <laughs> to answer your question, Gio, I think I did a quick Google search and it said that it means the exact same thing as it does here. Oh, it does. So they just they just wanted a, an excuse to imply Use the word profanity. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, another part that I thought was funny uh, later on in the episode where Job was trying to get Michael to lie to Steve Holt about Job hiding so that he doesn't have to go to the, the triathlon. And he's like, I'm not going to lie to your son. And he's, and he's like, come on, I lie to yours all the time. <laughs> I thought that was funny. And he, I liked how he was like, so he says. And then Michael's like, and so does like a DNA test. And Job was like, I heard the jury's still out on science, <laughs> which, according to some people, even like 20 years later, the jury is still out on science, apparently. So, oh, Very good. Very good. <laughs> Charlie, what is a topic you wanted to discuss? I like how Job got jealous that Michael took over for his role of like entertaining Steve Holt. You know, he's like looking into the window like, oh, I see your plan. You're going to steal, <laughs> you know, my son from me, you know, and then he like steals his bike <laughs> as payback. But I like how they threw the Godfather reference in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and he's like, why is my handlebars in the bed? <laughs> like... Was that brown stuff like? Axle wheat and grease or something like yeah, that that's like grease oil, like yeah, from uh, the bike. Okay. Yeah, I like how it made him look like he shit himself though, because it had the for a whole, second, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it talked about how like your body, you know, kind of fucking freaks out when <laughs> you exert yourself with the triathlons. But I, I also thought it was shit at first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I really liked how Job got all all jealous, even though he, you know, like typical Job fashion. But yeah. And then, you know, to further 
at the what is it church and state fair when michael needed his help he's like oh now you need my help and then you know call back to him throwing up a key so that was great (laughs) (laughs) it's okay he's a magician oh job but yeah back to uh steve holt job has a perfect opportunity to just have a, a nice normal interaction with his son and said he runs away and gets jealous of michael doing what he literally could have done himself and should have done himself so i'm sure that's not the last we've seen of mr holt i mean he did sign up for the military so who knows yeah we'll see <laughs> we'll see what happens <laughs> peter what is your next topic I thought it was a funny commentary that, like Charlie just alluded to, that they had the church and state fair. I think the the state didn't have enough funds to have a state fair that year, and so the church came in and they they wanted to make as long as they would include God into or whatever into some aspects of it. I thought that was funny, and then. Like, because it's a whole debate on separation of church and state. And one of the funnier points of it, I think, was the fact that they had two separate programs for Scared Straight. (laughs) One being for Startled Straight. Well, Startled Straight, yeah. The one being uh, for directing people into the, or directing at risk male youth or into the army. And then the other, the church version of it was to convert homosexual teens into being straight and they're again in arrested development fashion there was some confusion and george senior was supposed to go speak at the army event but he ended up speaking to the conversion therapy section and with his stories about being in jail and all and all that stuff was actually like <laughs> more like a promotion for them they were like very interested in the concepts <laughs> that he was doing i thought that was uh that was funny i cu- i started cracking up when one of the guys was like is there a cover charge <laughs> <laughs> and then when he he like freaks out talking about prison so he like freaks out and and goes and then the, the teams are like well i'm glad he's not gonna be there he's ugly <laughs> Yeah. Uh, quality. But yeah, no, definitely a good, uh, you know, statement there with the church and state and how they intermingle, whether or not they should and the confusion that could come from that potentially. But it was fun. And then like in the inner beauty pageant, you see that they incorporated the priest as well in there. The fake pope. The fake pope, rather. Yes. <laughs> well, that was fun. Geo, what is another topic you had for us? I like how Steve Holt has to... Yell out his name when he knocks on the door. Kind of reminds me of Adam, Adam Sandler's like, Ardoyle rules! That's not the first time you've brought that up on this show. It isn't? It is not. Uh, okay. But it is it is reminiscent of it, yes. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of that. still true. It's still true. Yeah. Also, I thought there was a part where, where Buster was talking to his mother, and he was like, you want me to uh, get an innocent soul and hook him? Trying to replace, because there was a thing where if he can replace himself with another person in the army, then he would be out of out of the army or yep, whatever. One in one out policy. Yeah, one in one out. And 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 Lucia was like, "Well, that's not going to help sign up sign anyone up. Where's your head?" And he's like, "It got stuck in the hand, prize hole." Hand. Well, the hand, yeah, hand. It got stuck in the prize hole because <laughs> he was trying to steal stuff. I guess he, he, uh, one of his hands was in there. I guess right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other ones were just trying to get the first hand back. Yeah. (laughs) Which probably would have been difficult to 
get it with a fake hand. Yeah. And I was like, when a surrogate came, came up, I was like, I, I thought Georgina was far away for a second. I forgot that he was in the house. And he was just like one room over. And he was using the surrogate because he wanted to watch a game. <laughs> oh, George. Love the surrogate. Charlie, what was your next topic? I like the little father-son moments of um, Michael and George Michael, like, playing sports. And every time, you know, he would <laughs> toss a ball at him, he would, like, hit him in the back. And that just only further carried into Michael being a teenager when he threw the glass. And then you see that yeah. actually carried over to Tobias as well. <laughs> like, it he just, the like, shies away. Yeah. He's like, ooh, no, and yeah. it hits him in the back. Like, who throws a glass <laughs> at somebody? Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, not only that, but he turns into the wall and knocks glass off, too. Yeah. Just like the glass cup. <laughs> like, someone needs to talk to Michael about not throwing glass at people in general, because I'm like, who does that? But I like at one point how um, Anne, you know, is working with Tobias about, you know, the pageant and essentially kicks out George Michael for like not as like helping essentially because um, Tobias has it. Tobias has a couple good lines there, too. Yeah, I wish I wrote them down. I think it was like, um, do you want a man or a, a boy? I know what I would choose. Yeah. <laughs> and then he asked about helping to out that queen. <laughs> but yeah, so he kicks out, she kicks out George Michael and George Michael sees Michael and he's just like, oh, we can go to the fair and do the triathlon. And he's like, what, am I not manly enough for you? And he goes, no, no, like it, like that moment, he just doesn't clarify. Like, no, you're <laughs> fine. He's just like, no, you're not manly enough <laughs> at all. I was like, oh, that's good. But yeah, so just the miscommunications are just, you know, typical. But yeah, <laughs> no, good stuff for sure. And yeah, poor George Michael. Uh, yes, they were all having doubts about their manliness in this episode, which I think were they're being a, a little hard on themselves. But yeah, that's and then, how we got the name of the episode. It's true. It's true. Not a pussy. Actually, we haven't talked about Rita too much in this episode or the Britishisms too much besides that. Charlie, are you starting to warm up a little bit to Rita or are you still not a fan? <sighs> I mean, it's just she. Well, first of all, she was barely in this episode, which was fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kind of like bookended it. Like, she's at the little beginning and a little at the end. Not really much in the middle. Yeah, she was like, she, her, not she that was funny. pointless. Yeah, she was pointless in this episode. I just don't, I don't care for her little arc. I don't care for it. Yeah, and this one, she was more like the catalyst to get Michael going into uh, thinking he needs to do something more, quote unquote, manly. So, oh yeah, let's see. Peter, what was your next topic? I think, and just in general, like the training montage with Michael when he was trying to be more manly for her by trying to train for the triathlon, quote-unquote triathlon with Steve Holt. It was funny, and he'd, like, be calling her, and, like, while, was, while he's, like, out of breath, and he's like, this is probably not the best time for me to call you. But um, I thought that was funny, and then that all of a sudden came to a head when they get to the state fair and realize that it was, like, a triathlon for, like, little toddlers, <laughs> basically. Like, instead of biking across this crazy path, it was, like, a little tricycle. And the swimming was literally, like, kiddie pools and, and stuff like that. I thought that was funny. And also, when 
Michael was a little anxious or whatever, Steve Holt tried to help his uncle out by giving him Oxy Incontinent, which we all know was not actually <laughs> what he thought it was. It's full of oxygen. Um, it's full of oxygen to help you not be um, incontinent. Uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, a humorous thing. Uncle Mike. Steve Holt. And yeah, then yeah, this isn't the first time that Michael was trying to impress a lady and he has to be held by someone else and cradled in their arms. I like how one of the lines in like Steve Holt's little like pick me ups that he's doing is there's no I in, in win. <laughs> <laughs> no, Not I think he said I think he said Steve Holt said don't don't ask can I? Ask I can. He did say that too. He right, said but that. he he did say there's no iron win oh, as okay. well. I didn't hear him say that. And one of the funny things too with their montage and their training is that they also recreated or like mirrored the again the boy who found the hand quote unquote sculpture from the park you know, between Michael and Steve Holt, which last time it was Job and Steve Holt, so it kind of was going along the lines of how why Job was feeling like so jealous when he noticed that they were like doing the training and stuff. I thought that was uh, a good callback. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And speaking of that montage, what did you all think of the song that played during it? Balls in the air. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention to the uh, lyrics. <laughs> all right, go back and check it out. It's uh, it's an interesting tune. Balls in the air. The only song that stood out to me was Bob Loblaw's daughter singing about love stains or whatever for her pageant <laughs> song. I thought that was an interesting choice for a teenager. Wasn't it an original that Lindsay wrote or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you have Anne singing to the camel. Oh, yeah, the camel toe. Three wise men and a camel toe. Three wise men and a camel toe. All right, Gio, what was your next topic? I liked uh, when they were talking to George Sr. about uh, scaring the at-risk children away from, what, what was it again? Carrying them away from criminal behavior. That's what it was. And he was like, okay, I can do that. I'm going to need some big blown up pictures of your mother. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and then uh, there was a part where Tobias was getting Anna or Ann, that's our Ann, ready for the, for the pageant show. He was like trying to make her sexy, I guess. And Tobias was like, I'm, are you afraid of sex or something? And he's like, I'm not afraid of sex. Good. Then have some sex with this girl right now. Go get, go. Get in there. Have some sex with her right now. I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He definitely funny. put George Michael in an awkward position there. Yeah. There's not really any way for George Michael to respond to that. No. Oh, and Peter, responding to what you said earlier, Shirley's last name was Wolfbeak. Wolfbeak? I, never, I, I forgot Wolfbeak, about that. Yeah. I didn't even hear that. Because <laughs> the nose was... Um, Nicole Kidman played Virginia Woolf, I think, in the hours. So Wolf Beak is the uh, character's nose. I still can't believe she wore a nose that someone that Jamie Kennedy paid ten thousand dollars for. <laughs> Let's see, Charlie, did you have any more topics? I liked how Michael was just like, "We're gonna do some real guy stuff," and George Michael was like. Ann and I are going to go fabric shopping like immediately after. <laughs> and then you had the whole speech of who's Ann. <laughs> She's the belle of the ball. Yeah. So I thought I'm that was I'm Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Yeah, I like I like that. But I think that is it for me. All right, very good. And I'll uh, quickly throw it to the floor, see if anybody has anything before we wrap it up. I thought it was funny when Joe was talking about judging the pageant and he was talking about like how it's good for his like sex life. And he's like, the first place chick is hot, but she has an attitude, doesn't date ma- magicians. And then he goes a little racist and he's like, the second place is someone who's like a little weird or whatever. And he's like, saying she's like a Chinese girl or a geologist. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. And then he's like, the third place girl, she's, she's has a little bit of low self-esteem. And then he's like, I step in and lay and have her lay her crown on my sweet head or whatever. thought that was funny. And then it turns out, and what did place third place and found a man ended up dumping George Michael, which led him to want to sign up for the army, which was, uh, I thought, um, uh, maybe we're going to be third place. So I was going to be like, what the? you were not paying attention then. <laughs> She was dominating. Uh, yeah, she was dominating, but I thought she was going to come in third place to make it like a weird incestual type of thing, <laughs> like they've been doing. I see what you like, Gio. No, <laughs> I get it. I get it. And it was funny bringing back the the thing about the fake Pope being part of the uh, the judges for the pageant when George Sr. tries to escape after being like freaking himself out about reminiscing about what it was like to be in prison. He, he chooses to use the the pope mobile or the fake pope mobile thinking that it was going to be like bulletproof and then it was not <laughs> as he was trying to get away they were like shooting at him which is a bit aggressive i feel but hey <laughs> a bit yes <laughs> good thing he didn't take the humvee oh and we have so the, like the word pussy was interchanged in there and then also in that like old british thing the uh, other word for cigarettes also was uh, thrown in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll think of you every time I put that. a beep in my mouth. <laughs> uh, you, you know what actor that like Brit- that British Army guy was, right? No. That was Buster. Oh, Tony was Hale. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Yeah, go back and watch that, and yeah, you'll see it's that it's Buster. Just with a fake nose. Gio, what's the British word for cigarette? <laughs> Beat it. What, what's the word? Help me out. Oh, shit, I was on mute. Oops. <laughs> I said I already said it. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> Within her is a queen. Let me out that queen. I think you just did. <laughs> I guess talking about Rita again, even though she wasn't in it very much, she's still weird. She still wears her funny hats and her little backpacks. And and when she was reintroduced at the end of the episode, she came out of the male handicapped bathroom, um, which was a little funny. Like you see her walk out and you don't really notice until some a guy going into the bathroom like does a double take before going in. I thought that was funny. And then stands in a puddle of water. She's yeah. weird, she, dude. She's, she was she's in the so she was in weird. the pool. She was in one of those pools in the trash. She walks one. through the kiddie pool. Yeah. <laughs> like with her moccasin boots, like <laughs> <laughs> she's such a weird person. Well, speaking of weird people, uh, we had Tobias with his uh, hair plugs. Hair he plugs. Oh my he dropped God. the mirror and said, "That's been happening a lot lately." Those hair plugs looked real, to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> quality you want to have some guy reach around you in the middle of the night start messing with your junk is he ugly you can't see anything it's pitch black and it never stops guys and everybody <laughs> acts like it's no big deal 
I like when Buster says, hey, possible nephew. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's jump over to our frozen banana ratings. This is where we rate the episode one to ten. Let's start with Geo this time. Geo, what are you giving this episode? I'm going to rate this episode a 6.8. At 6.8 from Geo. Charlie, what do you got? I got a 6.3. Ooh. All right, Peter, how about you? I'm giving it a 7. All right. And for me, I'm going to say this episode is a lot funnier than I remembered it being. So it's, I would say in general, it's kind of a forgettable episode, but it, like I said, it was funnier than I thought. So I'm going to give this an 8. I uh, had eight. some, yeah, oh yeah, Nate, some oh, uh, good laughs in there. So, <laughs> I was a fan. Geo shocked. Sorry, Geo. God. All right. <laughs> so that that does it for not a pussy. <laughs> An eight. An eight. <laughs> Jeez, been so by someone else. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> And next week, we are going to be discussing the episode called Mr. F. What does everybody think a title like Mr. F could be about? Charlie? I I think we're going to figure out some dude. Probably the British dude that fucking is floating around, too. Like, <laughs> there's so many people that we just don't know. I don't know. I don't could be something about Uncle people. Trevor. Who knows? It could be something about Mr. Funke. It could be. It could be. Peter, do you have any guesses as to what Mr. F could be? I think uh, Charlie and Gio might be on something. Those are pretty solid guesses. I think we're going to probably learn a little bit more. I think we're not out of the little British subplot because, like I said, Rita was barely in this episode. So we're probably going to get back to there some somehow. All right. Well. Let's get to it. All right, this has been fun. And uh, eight frozen bananas for me, whether Gio likes it or not. On Yang, everybody. <laughs> In eight. <laughs> In eight, though. <laughs> Woo. In eight. <laughs> Bye. Peace out, On Yang. Bye. <laughs> I guess delete the part where I said the incisions in the hair part because that was next episode. He has a different hair plugs in the next episode. I thought you were going to tell me to delete something else. That's okay.